So, somebody had a birthday this week. Yeah, it looks like she celebrated in high style. I did a lot of stuff. I love the concerts we went to. I got to take Lori with me. Yeah. You guys went to like a real girl power concert. Yeah. And we went with a boy. I what know. boy? Do you know Joe? I love Joe. Yes. Love him. I found out that he wanted to go. He told me his plan was to take the taxi from work. I just asked. I was like, do you want me to drive you? And then I asked Lori if she wanted to go, and she said, yes, she loves Marin Morris. <laughs> well, let's just all meet at the station. So we did just that. <laughs> Marin is a true entertainer. She mm-hmm. felt every word. She sang every word to life. That was her stage presence right there. And she was fun. She, she's just cute. She had good she messages. Was. And it was so adorable because Joe next to me knew every word to every song and sang loud <laughs> and proud. <laughs> it was so, so cute. Sweet. She gets played a lot on 98.9 The Bull. So mm. I imagine Joe hears it a lot. Yeah. Uh, if you remember the time Morgan Wallace, or what's his name? I forgot. Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Wallen. Yes, yes. Um, he had caused a little controversy. So somebody else said, you know, there's no problem. We're good people. And then Marin's like, no, no, we have a problem. She spoke up. I don't know if it was because of that situation that people were like, well, you're not country then. She happened to mention it during the concert. She said, you know, I've been called many things. People would say that I'm not country, you know, and then people were like, oh. And she's like, LGBTQ, people of different races, different diversities. You have a you have a seat at this table. That's what she yeah. said. So inclusive. She is a person who is making sure to be all inclusive, including mm-hmm. in the country world. The opening Ugh. act was Brittany Spencer. That was the first night I've ever heard her name. She is African-American. She is so country. She was so good and people were into her. Yeah, yeah, was so great. You know, country artists, I suppose all music has this aspect to it, but I notice it more having worked in, in country, that there are artists who are actual singer-songwriters who, like you said, mean every word that they say because they actually wrote the words, and they are true just people, and there are artists that are kind of a package. She's the former, like she's the real deal. Ironically, Taylor Swift is one of those. Like, yeah. she's the real deal. She she writes all of her own music. Now, she comes off as a package because she's really well packaged and she moved into mm-hmm. pop music and all of that kind of stuff. But but when you see them stripped down, you know, when, when you take away the glitz and the glamour and just like you saw them at the park with just like their guitars and just rock and roll instruments, you can tell the people that are actually just true, heartfelt singer-songwriter performers versus the ones that are kind of putting it on. I love that. I love that that came through for you guys, you know, yeah. that, that that was so loud and clear, her her passion for it. And the difference, too, is that you have more of an ability to speak your mind and be true to yourself and say things like that, that we all have a seat at the table. And yes, we have a problem because you're not worried as much about what your image looks like to sell the next record. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And She's been through different images. You know, she's been on the pop charts. They remix the songs. Sometimes that bothers me when they they take the songs and they remix them. But you know what? More power to them. If they can get it done, I think that's really great. Um, I love her. I never got a chance to see her live. I mean, not yet. I'm sure I will someday. But boy, can she sing. I mean, she got pipes on her. 
After the concert, I asked Anna and Joe, I said, hey, I haven't been to a concert in a long time. Is it normal to stand the whole time? Because we stood the (laughs) whole time. Everybody did. I feel like I've only been to like one since COVID ended, but I feel like there's a new energy to concerts. Like there's a new appreciation for being at a show. So I stood the whole time for Indigo Girls. I mean, we sat the whole time waiting for the show to start. But once the show started, we were on our feet the entire time. I don't know. Anna, you'd been to a couple shows. You went to see, um, what was it? Nathaniel Ratliff in the Night Sweats a couple weeks ago. But um, Lori, had you been to a show since COVID? No. Mm Mm-mm. So what do you think? I mean, were you just like, oh, my God, I'm at a show for the first time in a million years? You know, it, it really was. And we talked about this as we walked around because it was open air outdoors and just how wonderful it was to be around people. And even people were acting weird and drunk. It was like usually it'd be like, oh, look at them. It was I was just like, wow, we're back. We're out here. We're standing in line. <laughs> I will say the one exception to that is watershed. Yeah. I am so thankful I never have to do that again. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the music was awesome, but the people are like, oh, wow. funny. Like, what is it like at the Gorge? I've never been to a concert at the Gorge. Well, the Gorge is gorgeous. I mean, it's beautiful. And there's all this space and the stage and the way the, the, I mean, there's a kind of a pit section down at the front where you stand and you're kind of crushed in with people and you get close to the stage. But then, it, you know, the, the grass kind of, it, it's sort of like in a bowl, a natural made bowl going down into the gorge. So the, the grass goes up a hill and so you can kind of see forever. It's, it's one of those places where kind of like Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado, where you're better off with bad seats because you can still see the stage perfectly fine. And then you get this unbelievable natural scenery behind you, right? Oh, I love that. The problem with the gorge is the people. People go to Watershed for the experience of Watershed, which is camping, being outdoors, getting hammered, hooking up, all of that kind of stuff. Believe me, there's plenty of people that go watch the show and go home. But there's this overwhelming feeling of people who haven't showered in four days and are just like drunk off their butts and they've been hooking up with whoever and you just feel it (laughs) everywhere you go and I just like oh yeah I don't ever want to be 22 again (laughs) the rest of my life you know Um, and I think that that's the difference is like it's an experience but not for me but if you go to like say Dave Matthews or even so the Dixie Chicks were there too like a few weeks ago, it wouldn't be that kind of thing. Like you would actually be truly no. going to a concert and would it be picnics and stuff like that too over there? I think so. Yeah, oh, okay. I think so. I've never been to a show. I've never been to a show at the Gorge that wasn't Watershed. So yeah, I think so. I think just a typical and lightly concert. Yeah, I'm assuming you just go and then you go home and they might still have the camping and the hotels and all that kind of stuff. But there's not that like four day long epic experience that you're going for. I want to go to the Gorge for something. It's beautiful. Really just lovely uh, venue. And go to Red Rocks, too. If you ever if you're ever in in, in the Denver area, you've got to see a show there. It's just unbelievable. I heard that's the best venue ever. Phenomenal. It's so pretty, and you can hear, too. I mean, the sound is good. The visuals are are good. It's just, it's indescribable, you know? That was one thing about the Marin Morris concert is you really could hear. You could hear the words, you know? You could hear her talking, and so that that was nice to be able to, like, hear and understand. 
that that's a big deal to me. Like one of the big concerts this year was the Kenny Chesney concert at Lumen Field. The few people that I know who went said that they couldn't understand what he was saying because of the acoustics. And so mm-hmm. I, that was kind of a bummer because that was the big one, right? But I've never been to Lumen Field for for a concert. I would have wanted to go to the Justin Bieber concert, but it was at the T-Dome and I'm like, ah, I don't want to go there and have bad sound. (laughs) It's interesting. No, you're right. And that's a lot of money to spend to have bad sound. And I don't know, I don't know why that is if it's, if it's the, you know, there's people who, who specialize in that, obviously, but the venue has a lot to do with it. But I, I think, I don't know, attention to detail. I think that the days of the team walking around the entire venue to see what it sounds like are are kind of gone. You know, I think yeah. that I hate to say Aww. I will probably get nasty emails from sound guys, but I feel like the sound guy just sits in his one spot in the center of the venue and mixes from there. <laughs> and it used to be that you would go all over the place. Like I went to a show in Charleston. I saw Old Dominion and then somebody else who I can't remember who was really good. Oh, I'm going to kick myself when I remember it. And then um, Miranda Lambert. And the sound for Old Dominion was perfect. Every word, every drop, everything. And then Miranda Lambert came on and it was so muddy for like the first 30 minutes. And then it kind of righted itself after about a half hour. It got better. Like somebody must have gone over there and gone, hey, dude, nobody else can hear, you know. So you take the exact same venue, right, and you get one perfectly mixed show and one crappily mixed show. So that tells me that it's the human, not the venue. But when you think about it, Lumen Field, I mean, that's complicated. That's a really hard thing to do sound for you know yeah the acoustics would probably be kind of weird too because it's all open air right Mm -hmm. but you know what with the technology we have that shouldn't be a problem you know I mean you got to wonder what it was like at Wembley Stadium for the Queen for Live Aid and all that kind of stuff I mean could the people in the back hear as well as the people in the front Mm -hmm. I don't know maybe they could hear better who knows yeah I'm trying to remember like some of the old concerts I've been to I bet the sound was kind of iffy. Probably. I don't remember not having good sound at Red Rocks. I remember the sound being great. And I've seen a lot of different bands and I've sat in a lot of different places because I was fortunate enough to work there for two summers in a row at the Colorado Shakespeare Festival. And we just were lucky that it was right there. You know, we could go to it. And so I saw quite a few different acts and sat in different places. And I just always remember it just being spectacular. But it's possible that's just my memory because... It was just a good time in my life, you know. Yeah. But I saw um, Kenny Chesney last year at Lumen, or not last year, I guess it would have been three years ago at Lumen Field. And um, I don't remember the sound being a problem at that point. So who knows? Maybe it's where people sat. Yeah, could be. You know, I, I do remember like back in the 80s and 90s, concerts were just absolutely too loud. My ears, were, I would just, I mean, I should have probably worn one of those earplugs they, they didn't being, do that back in the day. <laughs> yeah, you just you're at the mercy of what the volume they're going to put it at. It was always at eleven. I see, like you know, people you know take their kids to sporting events and they're wearing head. You know, they have those big headphones on yes. their head, like little kids, the like quiet. you bring a three year old. Yeah, and I'm like, they never did that for me. I just went to loud stuff. <laughs> you know? I know. I know. That's funny. Well, you know, talking about all this, you know, concert and stuff, we had a thing happen. Somebody that we used to work with came to town and said, hey, everybody come see me at this restaurant. Well, you know, we haven't seen people in years because of COVID. It was just, Anna, wasn't it just an amazing evening? It was, it was our friend John 
Claire. He's the best guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's such a wonderful person. Yes. You know, and we... We have talked about kindness and loving people. And when I left, I thought, here is a man who is always makes people feel loved and highlighted. So many people showed up that when I walked in, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's a loud party in the back. I wonder where John's table is. (laughs) (laughs) There he was. (laughs) And there it was. And there were so many people we hadn't seen in years, people that he worked with from other stations and it was it was really kind of overwhelming in a joyous, wonderful way because seeing people and people were like so happy to see each other they were crying. Of course, there people had been crying? some alcohol before I got there too. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, Melissa, Melissa had tears in her eyes. Was Sally? Yeah, I mean, just Sally was there. Yay! Mm-hmm. Yay! This is how nice he is. This is how nice John is. I knew John for I want to say weeks. Maybe months, possibly, but probably more like weeks I was there before he left. Not only do I get birthday messages from him, (laughs) he actually messaged me that he was going to be there last night. This is like a month or six weeks ago. He said, I'm going to be in Seattle on such and such a date, and this is where we're going to be, and invited me to come. And I obviously, I couldn't go because I wasn't there. But that so touched me Mm. that he enveloped me into the group. I'm Mm -hmm. so glad it happened, and I'm so glad you guys went. Yeah. What was your feeling, Anna? You know, if there's one person that could bring eras of one company to, to come <laughs> to this place from way back when and to today and young and old, you know, and people that were in promotions and different departments, production, IT, it would be him because he is truly one of the good guys. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's magnetic. That's wonderful. And the thing is, is it's because he makes everything all about everybody else. Like you said, Claire, he made you feel welcome and and loved. And I think that that's an amazing way to live your life. I mean, we work in an industry where it's pretty competitive, but if we can make people feel like they matter and they're important, I mean, I think that's half the battle. And it's rare. It's rare for it to be so genuine. You're right, though. We do. Our industry is so me, 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 me. I mean, it's kind of the nature of it. It has to be in in some ways for some jobs. And I'm sure he he must have that element of it to him. Otherwise, he wouldn't be so successful. He really is. um, He's very giving, emotionally giving, at least on the surface. At least it feels that way. I saw him making an effort to connect with each person and thank them for coming. And I mean, I just was kind of in awe. I felt like I was just kind of observing all of this. You know, one thing I wanted to talk about today is we always talk about being kind and also like people don't listen. So one of a former worker said, I asked how she liked her new job and she goes, oh, I love it, but it's so much harder. Now that's usually a place where you're like, oh, really? You know, and I was like, so what makes it harder? Maybe this is why she was crying. Maybe it was because she wasn't so. But she goes, well, because the, it's the passion. She goes, if I don't meet my quota, it's not just my paycheck. I'm letting people, animals, I'm letting people down. And then she went on to tell me this amazing story about this leader that she has met and named Dave and what an amazing leader he is and how she can't figure out how he gets everybody else to do what he does. And come to find out, Dave is a giraffe. I would have missed that story had I not been curious, you know, and it's like being curious, asking questions can be so rewarding. (laughs) So how does Dave get everyone to do what he wants them to do? That's incredible. They can't figure it out. If Dave don't go, the rest don't go. 
they know if they want to get them moving or anything, they've got to get get Dave going, and they got to <laughs> feed him right or whatever. There's an but, alpha yeah. giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> Name, named Dave. <laughs> now, what's the Toys R Us giraffe? Jeffrey. Jeffrey, yeah. No, this yeah. one's Dave. Dave yeah. is the king king giraffe. But what a great story. And on my way home, I because I have a long drive, I was just thinking, man, I would have missed that had I not been curious, you know. Right. And, what, what, and that's not something she's ever going to do a podcast on or, you know, I'm not going to find it on social media. It was just something that happened with her and, and you know, she was sharing. And I just thought, you know, it's so cool to be curious and, and find out cool things. So. And what a gift she has now to have a job that she's so passionate about that she she says it's harder, but it's not harder because it's more work. It's harder because she's so invested. Yeah, it, it's it's a zoo if I haven't mentioned that. You know, I just I, I just left last night feeling so energized. I, I hated leaving early, but I am kind of an early to bed kind of person. But but just getting to see people after all these years and seeing people we hadn't seen in a long time. And even though some people are like I couldn't remember their name, like I talked with this one lady who I loved when she was here. And we talked, and, and her and this other guy were reminiscing of old radio, which is so fun. Even if you don't know the people, you're just like, oh, really? Wow. And it wasn't until she left and someone yelled goodbye to her, like, that's her name. <laughs> <laughs> really and, awesome. And by I'm the so way, the person that uh, Lori was talking about, Melissa, she is on this mm-hmm. podcast, one of our like first 20 podcasts. That's right. She filled in with you and uh, AJ, the original podcaster of this podcast, Listen and Learn or Not. Okay, so before we go, something really weird happened last night. So I get almost home and I'm on the road before my road. And, you know, cars are parked. So if there's two cars side by side, you can't get through. Well, there's a, a little Mini Cooper in front of me, and he's just stopped in the middle of the road. And so I'm like, Dude. is he going to move or what? And so finally he moves to the left instead of the right. And I'm like, weird. And so then he jerks over to the right, like, okay, fine, go around me is how I interpret it. So I went around him, and then I went around the corner and then around another corner into my parking spot. And so you guys all know I got um, my gas siphoned, and so I park really close to the post. So it takes me a minute to get everything lined up. So I get all lined up, and then I get out of my car to check it, and I'm grabbing my stuff, and he's backing up my little alley by my car. Mm. And he's, he's like, hey. And I, I look over and he goes, uh, is that sound, Can is that sound always happening? And I'm like, uh, what sound? And there's this little, it sounds almost like a, you know, when a, when a, a flag is up and the string hits the pole, there's kind of a little ding and a zip sound. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I go, what sound? And he goes, oh, that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's there all the time. And he goes, well, I'm trying to move here from Alaska, and this is just too noisy. I go, yeah, it's pretty noisy down here. And I'm trying to just, you know, I'm in my parking lot, and I am i don't have to walk past him. I mean, all I have to do is go around my car and to get to where I need to go to my apartment. And they just he kept trying to chat me up, and finally I just closed my door, and I go, well, take care, bye, you know, and I walked away. But I had my phone out ready to text a neighbor if I needed to. But this was so weird uh, that a man would – do that with a woman late at night because it was like now nine o'clock when I got home and I went in I mean I double locked my car I double locked my door but it just was it just weird I didn't like it it made me mad and what made me mad is I felt vulnerable even though 
I knew I could quickly text a neighbor or something. It was just really bothered me. And I don't feel like I need to be nice. You know, like I'm doing this whole be kind thing. And, you know, we have a, a person we're all trying to be kind to, even though it's hard. And I'm like, do we have to be kind to people that stalk you or follow you up a road? No, I don't think so. Nope. And so it was, you know, it's it's just sort of thinking about trusting your instinct. I mean, it's like, no, this isn't any good. And then he goes, well, I have this map. And he kind of pulled it out. And I was like, okay, I could see where, yeah, I could see where he might be. Oh, can you look at this or something? And then I just slammed my door and turned and left, you know. But yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit. Stop it. Silence of the lambs. (laughs) Isn't that how that guy did it? Oh, can you help me uh, put my puppy in my van that has no windows? Yeah, he had a a fake cast and he he would pretend he had a broken arm. Yeah. Yeah. That was Ted Bundy. Yeah. 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 Oh, Ted Bundy. Yeah. That was real life Ted Bundy. Yeah. Yeah. That's really like at worst he had bad intentions, but at best he just has no sense of, (laughs) of propriety. I mean, yeah. yeah. even if everything he said was true, he is thinking about moving there and he's checking out the neighborhood and he wanted to talk to a native, you know. What an idiot. Yeah. I'm assuming it was night and dark, right? Yeah. I mean, come on, man. And I think that that's that, that generation thing that we were just taught to be so nice that it can be harmful. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, even though I felt weird about it, I felt really good that I just, I didn't try to be friendly. I just, you know, answered the question and then turn and left, you know, and was like, well, yeah, oh. if you don't like noise, you're not going to like it here. Don't buy a house here. <laughs> God. I'm curious, though, is that true? <laughs> right. That's what I did wondered. You, did like, you just say that to like, oh, it's really noisy. You're going to hate it here. Or, or yeah, is no. it like actually normally really quiet, it, you know? It, no, it's it's noisy. It's a port. So, uh, okay. But, you know, for me, it's the water sounds and we've got the seals barking and then the ferries honking yeah. and then we got trains and planes. And so, yeah, it's noisy, but I've, I love where I live. So, yeah. 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 It's interesting. We have we have trains here. I live right by a little airport, and also um, there's a, a, a lot of trains that go through. And every night, all I hear is trains and planes. And I like it. To me, it's like just the lulling sound of the whatever. But I could see if people came from nowhere, like, oh, that train kept me up all night, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But, so, uh, like well, my cousin Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then one more thing is I will be near you, Claire. I'm. Yay. So uh, bittersweet, my kids are having a baby and they wanted to do the whole first week by themselves. And I was going to have to wait a while to see my new grandbaby. And I was wanting to respect them, but I still, I wanted, I want to meet him as soon as possible. And I told Anna, when, when the kids are older and, and Callie, the first one says, when did you meet me, grandma? And I'd be like, I ran up the hill the minute you were born in the (laughs) hospital right by my house. And then the, then the new boy, whose name has an X in it, is going to be like, when did you meet me, Grandma? Oh, I had to wait three weeks. So, <laughs> you know, I was, but I want to respect them because I do want to respect their wishes. And I understand. But um, my daughter-in-law ha- and I had a great talk. And I said, you know, I'll just come for an hour. I don't have to stay overnight. She assured me if we need help, we'll ask for help. You know, but really they don't need help. They've, they've been waiting a long time for this baby. So. Three hours later, she calls me and says, Davis broke his collarbone and his wrist on his dirt bike. Can you come right away? Oh, like, no. I'm not happy about my poor son, but I'm very happy that I get to come right away. 
So Saturday, I'm heading to Portland first thing in the morning. Yay! Wow, I wish I could see you, except that you're going to be, I don't want to take away one single minute of you with your grandbaby. <laughs> I know, but but we'll we'll do another time. Right. And that most likely will be the day he's coming home because they are inducing, uh, uh, because she has lupus and she can't go past her due okay. date. So. so when you see your son, give mm-hmm. him a big hug and kiss, tell him, thank God he's okay and nothing more serious happened, mm-hmm. and then slap him hard upside the head for going and breaking stuff right before his baby's born. <laughs> I know, right? So, but I agree. Re- well, and the thing is, is he's he's really not kind of one to do that. But they ride bikes together, and she's like, "Go, go! I can't go, but you go. You know, one last time before the you know baby, the last hurrah." Wow. But then it reminded me, my my friend said, "Well, at least he didn't have to stay in the hospital." And you know, when I was eight months pregnant. My kid's dad, with my third, my kid's dad got hit by a car and got a head injury and was in the hospital oh, for no. two two months until almost till I was due. Yeah. So that was that was crazy times. So, and he was yeah, in the same wow. hospital the other day. Well, no, he they flew him over to, you know, this side. And I, I had the baby over on the other oh. side. But he was home by the time the baby came. But, you know, the last two months of my pregnancy, he was in the hospital. So, Ooh. yeah. All the things you read and what to expect when you're expecting. Right. Husband breaking collarbone, <laughs> not on the list. <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine trying to change change a baby when you've got a broken collarbone and wrist? Uh-uh. No. I can't even. No. I don't know what it feels like to break a collarbone, but I would imagine it's like one of those bones that you take really for granted (laughs) and it's used often somehow. And you you can't brace it. There's no there's no bracing it. It's like a tailbone. How long will it take to heal? There's nothing you can do. It's it's a long healing process. Like years or? (laughs) Well, yeah, because you can't brace it. So if anything happens, it could set you back. Yikes. So you basically just have to find a way to immobilize your arm as much as possible without, like you said, you can't really brace it, but you can sort of brace everything around it. Oh, exactly. What a pain yeah. in the hoodie. Oh, it's too soon to say, you're going to laugh about this someday. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but you will. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. Just big hugs and kisses to the whole family and, and mazel tov to everybody. That's so exciting. Oh, thank you. You will be a grandma again the next time we have a podcast. Yeah. Yep. Yes, num- number five. And boy Yay. number two. No, yes. yes, two. Oh, my yep. Lord. Yep. Congratulations on your growing family, oh. Grandma Lorianne <laughs> Hardy. It's Grandma Lala. Grandma Lala. Grandma Lala. <laughs> <laughs> we said it at the same time. Oh, my. Well, ladies, where can we find you on the social medias? I am on Twitter at Claire Beverly, C-L-A-I-R-E-B-E-V-E-R-L-Y. And Facebook at Coach Lori. I'm on Twitter at Immunity. All right, guys. This is Listen and Learn. Or not. Bye, guys. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.